Beautiful. So here we are again today doing another episode of Becoming Cosmic You. And I'm really excited. Amanda's another wing it and see type of girl. And uh, so she also has lots of experiences with an alien abduction, I believe, talking to a mom and a sister who passed over. So um, mm -hmm. I think we're sharing uh, the space with like minds today. So Amanda, where did you begin your journey? Where did it all kind of kick off for you? Oh, look, I think um, as a young child, I was definitely seeing other realms mm. and, and definitely had this intense awareness would freak out quite, quite you know, pretty much everybody around me. Um, but in, I'm taken back, I'm being taken to, to aliens at the moment. So I'll share that. Um, when I was a very little girl, we lived in an old mill house. I used to see little green men. And <laughs> my mum actually had told me that she freaked out because she knew I was seeing them. So she said she looked at my eyes and it was like she couldn't physically see what I was seeing, but looking at my eyes, she knew I was saying mm. seeing. And so I, I do remember this. I remember seeing heaps of them and I was quite scared as a little girl because nobody else could see them. Mm. So they weren't doing anything particularly scary. It was kind of um, my, my memory of it is like jovial, but mm. I was petrified because nobody else could see them. And, yeah. and and it was often a um no you can't don't be silly it's fine and it wasn't until I was a, a young adult that my mum actually said no like I did believe you I just really didn't know how to handle it so I, had to, <laughs> I was hoping you would say it was in your imagination right mm. <laughs> um and and I mean that I think it all kind of rolls into the same um sort of thing I, I knew very young that this human experience was not it. Like mm. I, I remember being maybe six or seven and saying to my mum, like, what is life? Mm. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, <laughs> like, what is this? And I was, I just, I can so remember it was such a, a, you know, a strong feeling that I had because I was like, this is not all there is. Like, like, what is, why am I here? What is this? And she, again, had no idea how to answer that. Um, my, you know, my, my background growing up, my mum was a drug addict. She, I was one of four girls. Um, my dad was a truck driver, very rarely home. And so she's kind of, she was in survival mode. Um, I think most of my childhood. So she didn't actually have the capacity to even, you know, I think learn. And back then I think that we didn't have access to learn much either. And, and anything that was kind of otherworldly or, um, not considered normal was kind of hidden. Right, mm. it was like taboo. So she certainly wasn't going to be asking friends or, or, or family or strangers or anybody about you know my experiences, um, and definitely wasn't nurturing what I was experiencing either. Yeah. Um, you know, heavily psychic as a child. Um, you know, I remember walking into a supermarket and there was a mountain bike um, competition, and I said, "I'm winning that," and Mum said, "Oh yeah." I think she just thought, "Oh, every child says that." You know, I said, "No, no, I'm winning that." Like, that's my bike. Like, I know I'm going to win it. And every time we went to the supermarket, I was like, oh, it's my bike. Like, I I'm, I'm, cannot wait to win this. And and my other sisters, of course, were going, no, I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. And I just knew with conviction. And the man, um, you know, called up and called the house. I answered the phone. And, you know, he said that I was the winner. And I told my mum and she was floored. She's like, how did you know? And, <laughs> and my entire life, you know, that's what it was. How do you know? How do you know? Like, um, and I think a lot of us that have come 
remembering we've been born and, and we remember things you know we have this this awareness and I think that you know we are like sheep right in the family we often choose families to support our growth that um and and I feel like I'm hearing and feeling Lou that that you would resonate with that that you yeah I feel like that's also a key for you in child I now describe myself as the rainbow goat <laughs> yes i actually love that isn't it interesting see i, I mean i i don't have a, a negative connotation with the word black sheep but i certainly feel like the vibration of the rainbow goat better but like that yeah. feels good right feels really good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think um you know from a really really young age i just knew i remember school being amazing i loved it i think the the routine and stuff being away from like that intense home environment but um <laughs> I was able to see tests and shit. So I remember like, I remember I was in advanced maths, all the advanced classes. And I remember like doing multiple choice and just hearing A, D, like just <laughs> all the answers. Like, and, but it was normal. Like I just yeah. thought that was my brain, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, I was the Dr. Phil, I suppose. Like I remember parenting my, my mom and, you know, questioning her and, and being quite a different child. Um, but I think shit got pretty real. I was about 17 and I, I had a dream. Um, I, I moved out of home, so I left home as soon as I could. And um, I had a dream that I was abducted by aliens. And, and I want to discuss this. I, I I just feel like your audience, is, it's a place that I can just bring this. And, and um, it's a really fucking cool story because I had always dreamt vividly. I always astral traveled in my dreams and I went, you know, this, this dream that I had was so vivid and so real. And um, my mum was even in it. And I remember walking along a corridor and it was, I was up very high and I had this awareness that I was pretty much, there was nothing holding up this this floor and this, um, this corridor and it was all metal. It was like, you know, the silver bench tops in the back of a cafe, like metal everywhere, like the, the ground, the wall, there was a railing on the left. And I was led into this room and put on this cold metal bed. Again, it was all just this, this shiny metal. And I was laying on this bed and they had my legs in stirrups. Mm. And you probably know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and they were, it was like, it, before I knew um like what had actually occurred in my dream it was like they were taking something right and I'm laying there going no and I looked over and my mum's energy was there and she was like it's fine honey like don't worry you're fine and then I woke up and the reason the dream stuck with me for so long was because I remember waking up and I had pain in my womb and it was like period pain and I vividly remember speaking to my auntie who we'd often share dreams and travels and stuff. And I was like, I had the weirdest dream last night. It's so weird because I have pains in my my room. Like I've got this weird period pain, this cramping. And and that that lasted probably at the whole day, maybe even over to the next day. And for years, I thought it was a dream. And then I lived on the Gold Coast with this nurse, this male nurse one day, and we got talking about all weird and wonderful things. We were high at the time. We, you know, back then I was was taking drugs and doing all the fun things that young adults often do. And, um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, yeah. And we're just having weird combos, just talking about cool shit. And we spoke about aliens. And I said, oh, I remember having a really weird dream about uh, aliens once. And I told him, he looked at me like he'd seen a ghost. And he went, are you fucking kidding me? I said, what? And he goes, I have to show you something. 
And he took me out to his computer and he went onto some weird black dark web website. And in this website was hundreds of thousands of alien encounters and, and this, this section where they were all the same. That yeah. All these women had reported the same thing where they had their eggs where it was this cold metal bed, where it was this, you know, exactly this dream I'd had. And I was like, holy fuck, that wasn't a dream. That wasn't a dream. And, of course, I went down the rabbit hole going, oh, I've got a negative blood type. I've got this alien blood. This makes so much sense. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've always been told I'm otherworldly. And so I find it, okay, cool. Like I've got some alien fam up there couple of little alien children perhaps you know clearly they're my <laughs> friends because I've seen those little green men from a child um and it's kind of like a I don't know kind of like a cool accepted part I suppose um yeah I love that know. did you did you get to um the realization what they were doing with you in that room or did you did you get an answer on that pardon did you get to the realisation or an answer as to what they were doing with you in that room? Yeah, so myself intuitively, in this this website, it was saying that they would come down and um, basically that I was partially alien and that they would come down and it was an agreement that I had made to let them have some of my eggs. Yeah. And that was I, the feeling that I'd gotten. Yeah, my team just said they were harvesting eggs, so I just wanted to tell you if you didn't already know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I did come to that conclusion. Thanks, Lou. Um, and, and you know what? It doesn't actually feel awful to me. Mm. It was like, cool. Like I knew that I had, I, I must have given them permission, right? It didn't feel like um, that. It was quite calm. It yeah. Was quite calm. And I mean, a lot of us have made um, contracts, you know, for the bit in between lives or cosmic contracts that we agree that we will do certain things in these 3D bodies. And my team just want to tell you that you're not partly alien. You're like 100% <laughs> alien in a 3D body. Okay. <laughs> just to clear that out there, 100% alien. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Because <laughs> a lot of That's us so are, funny. to be honest. I mean, a lot of us are, and I think this is what we're experiencing in, in the earth right now. And that's why a lot of us were brought into this timeline to help these right. humans realize that they're not actually human and that we're evolving into this cosmic um, new era, new earth, however you want to describe it, you know. So I'm really uh, passionate about sharing everyone's stories to kind of like normalize it, you know, because it is just right. normal. Um, and actually, I spoke to someone the other day that had a similar dream to yours, although it was more of a um, a rebirth. Um, she didn't have her, her eggs harvested or what she couldn't remember anyway. Um, she had a similar thing. She was walked through to a corridor and she was given a chance at that point whether to live or die. And my team came in and channeled some messages to help her <laughs> because... You know, I think a lot of people who have these kind of dreams um, feel very disorientated. You know, there's not a lot of, right. still there's a lot of stigma and taboo around a lot of these topics. I mean, it's getting a little bit more out there with like the terms like starseed and soul origin and things like that. More people are connecting to it, but people are still right. a bit like, ooh, aliens, they live up in the sky. And you're like, mm, not really. They live on planet Earth and you're one. <laughs> you know? it's, it's so funny because I think that, you know, we've chosen to come in at this time for a reason, for a purpose. And and for me, 
you know, part of my purpose is to support people in remembering, Mm. right? In remembering that we are far greater than this human journey. In, in, um, yeah, what I'm hearing now is like in not taking things so seriously. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've had a pretty, some pretty big experiences in this lifetime and I chose them and I, I've, I've been showing myself before coming in, um, choosing, choosing them, right? Uh, but I am still having the human experience. So, you know, I, I've chosen to have it authentically. So I haven't remembered everything. I'm, I'm remembering through the experience, right? And, mm. and, you know, I've recently lost my mom. And it was so interesting to me because uh, eight years ago I lost my sister. I lost her to to suicide. And even saying lost doesn't gen- doesn't really resonate anymore. But um, you know, she's she transitioned. She took herself home, and I was eight months pregnant at the time. And it was so soul shattering. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I in that moment I was in my humanness so much that I just I forgot. It was like I had complete amnesia of, of the vastness of the journey, of the vastness of the soul, and it took me a couple of years to come home to myself. And when I did come home to myself, it was the deepest, most incredible remembering, mm-hmm. and it was so profound that I, I immediately changed careers from a, a teacher to a healer, you know, therapist, psychic, fully just being all of me because the experience was so so shifting so so profound right um and you know i think having had such it took me years years to even begin to um heal and to um come back home to self after my sister and then just recently um my mum's passed away and it was so different Mm. you know it was so different to the point where i was saying to my husband like i you know humans take shit so seriously like you know, humans are so so um so taken by 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 death as though that's all there is. Like, yeah. and this is like literally the day after my mum had transitioned, and I was in this like portal in the in the death portal where the connection was so clear. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I was just like, it's just so weird, you know, that we forget that we forget that the they're, they're still around us. They're actually around us more when they transition, and you know. I was just so deeply connected. And then probably a couple of weeks after she transitioned, I was catapulted back into the humanness because it was almost like my my higher self was like, just remember so that you can still lead with grace. So that you're not too far in this, everything's fine, I'm fine, and and you know, who cares? She's still around me, but so that you can actually, you know, have that deep empathy. And so I was catapulted back into the humanness. And was like, holy shit. And I, I was in that. I leaned into that and deeply grieved my mother and then stood back up again. And this journey of grief with her has been very much leaning into this kind of, I, I say humanness because it's sort of this surrender space where I'm honouring and, and, and being in this sacred space of grief because I'm like, oh, our journey being of, of the same form has finished, but our journey together will never end, mm-hmm. right? We've just, you've changed form. In, for this part of the journey and so yes. it's been such um a beautiful beautiful experience that's a you know enabled me to really support my clients even deeper than I already did mm. and and you know I think um they're taking me back they're going oh you didn't say that <laughs> the guns are taking you back but you know <laughs> I, I, I ones um, as well then 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially one. And he's like, he's like this with my clients as well. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you how it is. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. It's what you need to hear. This is what's coming through. So um, after after my deep, deep, deep awakening, um, you know, I made it my mission to support people in healing, to support them in remembering, to support them in um, remembering how powerful they are. Um, I you know, channeled many programs and webinars and um, retreats and, and all these different things that are that are helping create these ripples, mm. these these ripples and this web of hope and healing, um, reaching people who are ready. That's my that's my purpose. It's I only connect with people who are ready, um, so they are coming to me. It's not ever seeking others. It's them coming to me, um, and I only connect with people who I who I'm able to support deeply, right? Mm -hmm. And so the way that that often occurs is. Um, you know, it might be some sort of therapies, hypnotherapies, some some energetic clearing, healing, but it's always led and driven by these guys. So I've got three guides that speak through me and I will have one session maybe um, somebody who's deeply grieving and and, and the, often they'll come to me if they're experiencing something that I've been through, right? And, and so often it'll be somebody who comes that's grieving and I'll be connecting with their loved one, mm. so talking to spirit. And then, you know, the next day somebody could come for business mentorship or about their marriage or their relationship or heart healing or connecting with themselves. And I don't have like a, a you know, target audience. I don't have this like demographic. I don't niche down like everybody says you have to. I literally, if you are having this fucking human experience, I'm here to support you. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, four years full time into it and I'm deeply anchored in it does not matter Anybody who books with me, I don't need to know anything about them. In fact, I hope I know nothing. You know, I don't want to know anything about you. And when we connect, I trust and know that whatever you need to know will come through. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, it's it's such a powerful gift, isn't it? Being able to connect and being able to be guided and being able to channel. And I think a lot of these skills are things that everyone should be um guided to because I think there's right. still a lot of people out there especially in our industry like I'm the same as you I I I have certain things that I say on social media to speak to certain people but I don't necessarily target a certain you know age of woman or she does this right. but that's what a lot of people say you should do I don't like all that kind of stuff either but same. um I think what we're seeing at the moment is a lot of like pillars crumbling down around things like modalities and the niching right. around money, around ego. And actually mm. what I'm seeing coming through is a very, a lot of really authentic people who've actually lived through their own experience and then created almost yeah. their own systems and modalities and methodologies to actually support yeah, these yeah. new people coming through. And, and that's what I love, the the authentic way of yeah. um, creating business. And it sounds like you're the same. Um, it, it, it is. And, you know, it, it's it's funny because when I started, I, and, and, and often we are, I was like, I need all these certifications. Nobody will take me seriously. You know, so I went out and I studied and I invested and I, you know, became hypnotherapist and a, this practitioner, that practitioner, all these certifications and the first year I remember having them all proudly displayed on my wall because <laughs> I wanted people to know, like, I, I can I can help you, you know. Um, and then I, I moved and I was travelling and I had two offices. This is when I was doing a lot of face-to-face -face work. And I remember one day I was packing everything up. I used to take all the certificates off the wall. 
in the frames, pack them, wrap them up, and then take them to the other office. And one day I looked at them and I remember the moment just going, I actually don't give a fuck. Like I don't need any of this shit. It's just paper. Yeah. And, and it was the moment that I realised that, yeah, that stuff's good. Like that actually, you know, it supports me in, in, in um, you know, being able to kind of have more of a, a, a toolbox to use. But the thing I use the most is my own experience mm. and, and these guys. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it's that shit. And, and, you know, that that's long gone now. It's like I don't have anything up on my walls, as you can see. <laughs> this is my, yeah. my home office, but, you know, no no certifications. And I think that was something um, being taken now, 80s and 90s, it was ripe. It was like you need to have this certification. You need to have something. And I think that we've been, you know, really chosen to break that paradigm. Mm, you know, yeah. I totally agree. And I've got a similar story to you. Now, I started with um, hypnotherapy a long, long time yeah. ago. I actually know Reiki before that. Thank you, team. Yeah, Reiki. Reiki. Yeah, Reiki too, yeah. yeah, I think we're all similar. Um, I had Reiki because I had a, d- a demonic possession that tried to yeah. take over my soul in my house, you know, and I met this lady who I absolutely adore. She came in, you know, I did Reiki one, Reiki two, and then I did hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and and then I just got to the stage where I was just like, I don't really even like these healing modalities. They're not, they're yeah. not you know, they're not really yeah, like yeah. getting getting what I need to do for my clients. So I just literally right. focused solidly on refining my connection with my team and then expanding yeah. my team and expanding yeah. my channeling and my gift of connecting and my gift of channeling energy and and mm. now I, I say to people, even when they're brand new, you do not need any healing modalities. Like you don't. Need yeah, them. and look, I'm I'm finding myself do the same as well, Lou. And you're probably like me in that you often bring, you know, I guess a bit of a recruitment agency for the universe, where people are kind of on the cusp of awakening and they they are drawn to us, um, to kind of remember and 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 reignite that that purpose and passion. And I'm finding the same thing. I, I you know saying to people like but you know you don't actually need all this stuff like you have everything you need within you you know they get to skip the steps that we went through you know we 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 sort of walked that and then went oh fuck we you know it's this stuff that matters it's this stuff um and I love the word gift because I think that I think that we are incredibly gifted in that we've chosen to to lead we've chosen to lead to remember and lead but also know that if, that we're all made of the same stuff like we can everybody has the ability you know to ignite this within them that we can actually all channel um i think that some people's purpose is channeling and and that's that's i feel for me that's that's my deep purpose not everybody has that purpose in this lifetime but I, when we talk about abilities and being able to um you know connect with past loved ones being able to tune into our intuition and hear our higher self and remember our, our journey i think we can all do that you know, and, oh, yeah. and like so much of what I do, I remember a lady I did a lot of work with and um, a lot of work and she was amazing. She really supported me in my healing, but she never told me that I could do it, ever, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember when I first really woke up having this thought of like, I don't want clients being like I was. And I remember being so reliant on her. It was like every week I needed a session. I was constantly going to her for support. And so I made it my mission that, no, no, I what I want to do is really empower people to self-heal, to yeah. self-heal, you know, like so teaching things that they could do themselves. 
you know, doing timeline adjustments themselves, tuning into their own, you know, um, uh, timeline, being able to clear shit themselves, being able to turn their light on, you know, all these things that um, we all have the ability to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's where my sort of passion is, is like waking and shaking, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm the same as you. I um, I hate all that guru shit out there. Like, I fucking yeah. hate it. If my clients or anyone try to put me on a pedestal, I'm like, no, 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 we don't fucking right? do that around here. Right? <laughs> And, and you, yeah, look, ego fucking loves it, though. Oh, yeah, my right? kids fucking love it. They've got, like, the biggest <laughs> egos. Like, you, you, people think, humans think that beings that sit above, I don't know what dimension, you know, we, we go infinite, right? But yeah. they think that these beings are, like, all angelic. They just talk about the angelic realm, that they've got beautiful wings and they've got no egos. It's, like, no fucking way. These beings have got the biggest fucking ego, even the ones from the light, you know, and they love it. And so when I say to people, you know, my team will love your reviews. So can we get your reviews? We need to put the reviews on social because obviously we want more people to see what we're doing. But for me, I'm like, I don't need that shit because I already know how fucking awesome I am with my team. (laughs) (laughs) But they want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're so right. (laughs) <laughs> you're so right um but I, I I do feel like the mirror thing comes up a lot so when somebody says that to me I'm like but then it's you and yeah. you know people often do the they do the whole you've changed my life I'm like but I haven't I've shared this you've done it you fucking yeah. booked your session you're invested in yourself you've done the work I'm yeah. simply sharing the fucking message yeah you know and I and I often do the horse thing I'm like I'm the fucking water you're coming to it you're you're walking you're taking the action you know, because I think that a lot of power is taken from people and it's the same as the fucking system, the medical system, right? Mm-hmm. Come to me and keep coming to me and I'll keep you sick so you come to me. Like, fuck that. Like, let's all wake up and the more people that we can shake and wake, the more they will, the, the light then travels and travels and travels. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I, in, in, I, in I have... 10 years, sorry, Amanda, in 10 years, I don't think we're going to have this situation where we go to a healer to heal. I think we're going to all just have this innate ability I agree. to do it instantly ourselves, which is, you know, what because we've been doing. You would feel, like, the last two years, and, and, and this is coming to me, like the last two years, um, rapid, fucking rapid um, expansion collectively. And, and, you know, the whole COVID fiasco, yeah. it was the great awakening. Yeah, it was you the know, catalyst. I, I, fucking great awakening. And, and yeah. people, oh, people died. People die every day. Like, you know, it's, I'm sorry, it's not that I'm, you know, people, oh, you know, how can you say that it was great? COVID was the best fucking thing to happen to humanity because it, 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 it done the wake and shake. It, yeah. it, it was waking people up. It was, who am I? What am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? What's important to me? Um, it actually, and all the people that left, no, and you'd know this anyway, all the people that left had already made the commitment to do that. They were already leaving. That was their fucking blueprint. And COVID was simply the train they took to leave human form mm-hmm. like COVID didn't fucking kill them it was it was it had to happen and I remember we were we were deep in it and um I channeled through quite a bit it was, it was called the great awakening and because everyone was saying what do you think what do you think about this and I said well I've told them like I think it's fucking brilliant I think people are waking up I think that you know this is this is humanity's opportunity to to start again to 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 recognize and realize why we're here and and, and to be more and um you know, the, the, the stuff channel was very much a, 
I'm uh, about that, mm. about that, mm. right? It, it's you know this this whole fear and love and people being pushed to kind of choose and um, you know, become aware, to become aware, and to have courage, like the amount of courage that it took to stand out on your own at that time to fucking stand up, you know, was huge. Mm. And the ripples that were created during that time is just immense. It's created such a shift for for us and for those to come, you know, and even those before us, like the, the shift is just astronomical, mm. you know. I agree. It definitely, um, it definitely separated the timelines. I could at times I could literally physically feel it as well, like the yeah. timeline separating. And I, yeah. at the time, the, the moment, I don't know what it was like where you were, uh, Amanda, but here in the UK, it was absolute fucking um, shit show, shall we say? Yeah. You know, people yeah. were wearing masks and people were like going around the supermarket in certain ways and following each other and they weren't meeting up with friends and stuff. And I was like. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we're yeah. in Australia, right? So yeah. we were like so fucked up. Like you're not allowed to go to the shops. One time a day you can go to the shops. Only allowed, like it was so wild you know yeah. um and, and I, I used to I was saying my husband at the time like are we like we're okay aren't we because we were very solid we're like we're not getting vaccinated like you had to everyone lost their jobs like you had to be vaccinated to go into a shop like it was heavy here and and we were firm my husband and I were like no absolutely not we are definitely not getting vaccinated not a chance in the world he's like okay I'm gonna buy a push bike because they're probably gonna take our cars they're probably gonna take our register so we were like prepping like we were like you know I mean I didn't actually prep in terms of buying or stocking because I didn't feel intrinsically I need that but we were like could we survive without government yeah mm. yeah we could you know um and that was where our mind went to and and I said to him at one point we're good hey like we're not like yeah, because everyone around us was getting vaccinated. Everyone was calling us crazy and irresponsible and all our family and everyone. Not one person in our circle was was in agreement with, with the way we were seeing things. And, you know, we had that humanist moment of, like, is it us? Like, are mm. we wrong? And then, you know, we reflect on that now and we're like, fuck, we're glad we, we stayed true to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I know. <laughs> In the UK, we've still got, like, a few posters up if you go into, like, the shopping centre somewhere. And mm. I, I walk past them and I just fucking laugh. I'm like, oh, I can't actually believe so many people fell for this bullshit. I still laugh at it. Like, you know, one of yeah. the most dangerous, deadly viruses in all of the, the, the world's whatever. And people were wearing, like, a piece of uh, a mask that had been made on some <laughs> shitty floor in India. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what the actual fuck? And people bought it. I was just like, what? But everyone bought it. And this was like, this is why it was part of the Great Awakening because it was like mm. we are being called to break old fucking cycles, old paradigms, old programs. We're being called to look through, to like to look at what's in front of us. And, yeah. and a lot of people didn't have the courage to do that and still don't, and that's okay. Like that's their journey. But um, for some of us, I mean, you know, uh, some of our greatest work was achieved during that time. I know for me that's the case. It's like that was fucking awesome. Mm. So many people, like, woke up during that period. It was like it was, it was wild, you know. <laughs> I had, um, I, I, we cared for my mum for, for the last few years before she transitioned and, you know, the amount of doctors and nurses and, and they just would laugh at me because to say whatever you fucking want, like I'm solid, um, 
they were like, you're killing your mom. Like, how are you not getting her vaccinated? She's got kidney disease. She's on dialysis. She's a smoker. She's this, she's that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's why I'm not poisoning her with your vaccine. Yeah. Oh, but you can't visit her in hospital. That's fine. I'll video call her. Oh, but don't you think you need to be beside her? No, it's fine. She's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it was just a constant thing. Like, I had them calling me going, Amanda, like, because I had the the choice for her in terms of her medical decisions. And, you know, they were like, I remember this lady saying, like, will you be able to live with yourself if your mum gets COVID because she's going to get it and she will die? And I said, yeah, absolutely. If she dies from COVID tomorrow, I will absolutely be able to live with myself because that's her dream. And they were just like, they were so programmed that it, to them I was just crazy. I was so irresponsible, you know. And she ended up getting COVID and it was so fucking funny because she got COVID. I sat there with her in a closed hospital room. I didn't take on the program. I was like, look, I'm, 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 just, I'm just not available for it. And I knew I wasn't going to have it. I sat there with her all night in a closed door room while she was positive to COVID. She ended up in ICU. She did get, you know, I guess sick, like quite sick in ICU. Um, and, you know, she wasn't vaccinated. She fucking didn't die from it. She ended up coming out from it. She completely, like, moved through it. She had some other thing go happen in her blood at the same time. But all the high-end um, ICU doctors, they were all blaming COVID. They're going into COVID, it's COVID, it's COVID. I'm like, hold on, she's actually got an infection in her body. We've seen this, it's sepsis, it's not COVID. And they were putting her, all her notes said she was in there for COVID, that that was, it was just all COVID. And I'm like, is it though? Like, this is what it is. You know, it's actually, and her CRP is this, that's not conducive with COVID. Um, and they done the same thing. They were like, we need to vaccinate her. We need to give her this trial drug. It's going to heal her. And I'm like, but she doesn't need to be healed. She's fucking fine. She's breathing fine now. Like yeah. it's a, it's an infection now. Yeah, it was just oh, such gosh. a wild thing. Yeah, she thrived it. Well, you know, the, like, yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't know what it was like in Australia, but in the UK, um, the medical profession were actually getting compensated for the more people yeah, that they put same. on birth death certificates died of COVID. They actually got same. more money because it meant they had to handle the bodies in a slightly different way and. That right. that isn't information that I got from reading a newspaper or watching the news because I don't do that stuff. But that was information mm. that my team told me after I tuned yeah. in and asked them. So, you know, it was all about money. It was, anyway, it was the same. Though. Yeah, it was the same. And and you know, I think that the the courage that a lot of us acquired, remembered, ignited during that time was huge mm. because you know we the trust. The trust in what we were feeling, the trust in what was coming through, even though so many were, were programmed, you know, yeah. to lead to lead ferociously. Like we went to a um a march, my husband and I took our children, and it was when they started vaccinating the children. I was like, fuck this. Wow. Like, fuck this. Like in Australia, vaccinating fucking babies and children. Kids were actually told they weren't allowed to go to school unless they were vaccinated here. Like it got pretty, pretty intense. And, you know, that's when I was like, nah. And we went to a big march at Parliament House, um, which is like where all the government meet here in Australia. And there were tens of thousands of people there. And, and you know, I was on the back of a truck with with a child on either of my hips screaming, you know, John Farnham, you're the voice. You know, that, that beautiful song and such a powerful message, like, you know, we will not be silenced. And um, there were so many people and nothing was reported nothing happened it was heed it was you know and we were just like what the fuck like how 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 and it's only upon reflection that I go no no everything worked perfectly as it was meant to 
because mm. without those, without that all, um, you know, people being cursed and whatnot, we wouldn't have had that courage. We wouldn't have been able to to ignite that courage, you know, mm. that passion that will hold. I'm fucking standing up and I'm speaking up, and and, and you know, the deep trust. Mm. We we acquired that because because of the way that it was dealt with from from those from those right from mm. from the, the the governments and you know those oh, people yeah. that are <laughs> yeah totally I mean like what the other thing my team said is that it enabled you to have a really deep level of discernment about things and I think a lot yeah. of people even I remember my sister-in-law that has always been like by the book I would say you know vaccinate her children against everything even though you probably don't need any of it um right you know, go to the doctors use pharmaceuticals that kind of person you know just a normal 3d person yeah. and even she right. was like something just doesn't add up in this covid thing so i'm not getting vaccinated yeah. and i was like yay joined up thinking <laughs> but it was so exciting so exciting <laughs> for people to you know, get find someone and it's like oh yes yes yeah i was uh I mean, most of my friends I'm surrounded by are kind of like on the same wavelength as me, but there are a few that weren't. And you know what? I just, I didn't ever try to change their minds because I wouldn't want to be changed my mind. And uh, I just said, look, listen, it's your decision, but, you know, you've got to think about what the repercussions will be in five, ten years' time of this thing that they know nothing about. And you know, all the information yeah. that comes out about that it was experimental anyway, which we all right, knew at right. the start. Right. Um, but, but that it, was the goal, wasn't it, too? The goal was also separation, knowing that there would be people that could see this, they they would have known that, and people that couldn't see it that were kind of very, very programmed. And, you know, they, they were betting on the fact that there would be that separation. And I was much like you, Lou. Like I had people very close, like my fucking dad and, like, mom and people that were like, Mum did well, she didn't want to get vaccinated, but she trusted my 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 feeling. Um, yeah, you know, all these people that were very different and had the opposing view, but I was like you in that I'm if you ask me what I'm sensing, feeling I will share, but it's not my job to convince you. Mm. Right? Yeah. You know, this was this is very much people were were given the opportunity to choose. Yeah, I agree. The opportunity. With everything as well, you know, my team has said with everything because, yeah. you know, it <coughs> remove that, please. Thank you. Um, it, it's the worst thing on any level when you're trying to convince someone of anything, right? So I always say, like, I'm a team of one and I would just carry on working on my own timeline in my own little bubble. And if people come in and they want to share with me, beautiful. If people yeah. don't, then whatever, you know, and if things get a bit hairy, and they start throwing shit at me, I would just block them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, think, I think you're in this space as well. Um, you know, we at times we'll get that. You know, we'll get the people coming in and, and, and you know, having that opposing view. And I used to get quite upset about it when I was first in the business, you know, probably the first year. I get quite upset. And I'd be like, like, don't you understand? Like, this is really sacred work. Like, I'm, I'm fucking giving people proof of life after death. Like, you know, like this is this is beautiful work. Um, and then when I sort of done a lot of deep healing of old shit, past lives, you know, witch wounds, all that sort of shit, then I just realized it's actually not my job to convince you. Like if mm. any of the people go, oh, prove it. Well, if you would like to experience this, please book a session. Yeah. You know, I work yeah. in boundaries. Like I work in boundaries and I will only connect with those who are ready. 
Yeah. Only, you know, connect with those who I can be with. Like, if you would like that, please, I, I, I invite you to work with me. But I'm certainly yeah. not going to be, you know, spending my time trying to convince you that there's uh, more than you can touch, you know? Oh, definitely. But you've worked on your ego and your past life shit, which, which makes a lot of difference because there's yeah. still a lot of wounded people out there that want to prove stuff to people. And, and, you know, even some really super successful people I see in, in groups um, love to be put on pedestals, love to create almost like a cult-like culture around them. And it and codependency. Oh yeah, my team are just reminding me. One of my bigger missions as well is to dissolve the codependency world um world yeah. on this earth. And, and it feels like you've got the same mission because you you mentioned yeah. that quite a few times. Um yeah. but there's still a lot of very super successful people who still get people into their programs like over and over and over again because they want that validation, right? Even though right. They they've got to a stage where they're like multimillionaires, and I'm just like, right? Why why do you need that? Surely you give someone the tools, a system, right. or the tools, or both, which is what we do, and you put them on their way and say, right, Bye, have a good life, right, right. <laughs> or you know, like for me, it's like maintenance, but you're not going to be doing the same thing over and over, mm. you know, like the same thing, and and that's like holding the holding the magic and hiding the magic and, and you know like and I think for me that's because of my experience you know because I had that experience with somebody when I reflected and went what the fuck like how could you not share that mm. you know like how could you not tell me that I like how could you allow that um and I don't think it was conscious for her I don't think she consciously was like I'm gonna hoard these tools I think that she hadn't uncovered that in herself at that time yeah you know that's all and and so now it's like no no people need to know people need to know if they can do this and when someone's like this is so cool wow i'm like give yeah, it your wow too we're all fucking yeah. wow we're yeah. all wow like yeah. you know all this we're all fucking we all have it i know we're all yeah made the same shit. <laughs> it's so cool sorry just stretch my leg then um Cool. So, I mean, where can people find out more about you if they want to stalk you or see what you offer? Yeah. Um, so I share a lot on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, Amanda Harris Healing. Um, please feel free to come on. I often do so just live readings and live riffs and just chatting. And um, there's no real rhyme or all reason to my work. You'll see that. I share everything, whatever comes through. Often what I'm working through or what I'm helping a client work through, I will share that. Um you know, lots of it's really a deep, deep mission to to put this out there. Whatever gets channeled through, I have to share it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can connect Instagram or or Facebook or my website. Um, everything's just Amanda Harris Healing, and you're very welcomed into that space. I've got um, you know, a beautiful community that I've created where we work with the energy of the moons and we work on being more intentional and we do sort of um, webinars every full moon, every new moon. And that's supporting women. It's for women and it's supporting them to be able to live more intentionally but also consistently do that. So having twice a month show up and once a month it's the release and the the other time it's the intention and the, and the mm. planning. So um, all of that stuff is on um, my socials as well. Beautiful. So what we'll do is we'll share all that when we share our podcast. And, and so when people want to reach out, they can find you. Whatever you want to share, we'll share that with them. 
So thank That's you, Amanda. Amazing. I've loved having you here. I'm going to press uh, stop now and then we'll have a quick chat. And uh, I want to thank our listeners and our readers and our watchers as well for listening. And I appreciate that probably the COVID chat will probably separate a few few people. <laughs> but you sorry, know, but also not sorry. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Wait in. <laughs> And this is the thing, what we like to do, you know, we don't edit, we keep things raw, we keep things open yeah. and we talk about whatever's coming through. So it is what it is, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Amanda.